Let's go to the Word of the Lord. Basically, what I'm going to talk to you tonight, I believe something God uh, impressed in my heart. It's basically, the message is simple, let us love uh, what the Lord loves. Let us love what the Lord loves. I don't have a foundation for that, but I'm going to converse with people in case I can help. And uh, we've often heard from the very beginning that the Lord loves us. Amen? And Sayyidina, that the very proof of God's love for us is when He sent His only Son, Jesus Christ, uh, to die for our sins. And we have the confidence that because God loves us, God also begins to give value towards those things that are not in I was just listening or reading a testimony of one particular minister, okay? Uh, this minister talks about someone who came from a developing country, I think from Latin America. He was family and the U.S. where this minister was, and she applied uh, and, uh, and the reason why she did that was because one, she needed the money, and secondly, it brought her uh, the opportunity to serve the Lord. She's always worried about spending family. And so while this minister was uh, you know, in a conference one day, suddenly he looked at this, uh, this lady that is back in America. Sabi I don't know if this thing makes sense to you. So, and then he starts giving off around 20 names. 20 full names. Maybe a little bit more. I don't remember exactly. Somewhere around the, the number of 20. So, Sabi niya sa babae Ilan mo ba yung mga tao niya? I mean, he came up with full names, not snippets, full names. Yung ibabaya, tumayo sa kanya, opo, ilalak mo yan. You just mentioned the individual names of my children and their spouses. And then you name their children and the spouses ng mga anak nila. And then you name the names of Malakapo. You name each and every one of them. And so when he was in Abinia, okay, now giving additional messages, you confirm that this is what God is telling you. Because you chose to serve the Lord your God, you have one important sale. God wants you to know, and because you chose to take care of God's family, God will take care of your family. You understand what I'm saying? So, if there's going to be a message we would hear from God, that's something that we would really value. I mean, it just goes to show that the things we hold important, because God loves us, He also will consider those things important to Him. Right? Well, we know that's God. Alright? So we know uh, He begins to love the people who we love simply because He loves us. Now, every time we come as a Sunday, or every time we have the liberty, we normally hear, you shall love the Lord your God with 
with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, right? And when it comes to God loving us, there's no question about this. When it comes to God demonstrating His love for us, there's no question about this. But now we hear the call of God in our lives where He says that we are to love Him. It's a command. It's not a suggestion. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. That's a command. God wants us to love Him. Well, if the way God loves us, one of the ways by which God loves us, is that He begins to love the things that we love, the people that we love, well, we, we can respond in the same way. If we love God, why don't we begin to love the things that God loves? Why don't we begin to do the things that please the Lord our God? Why don't we engage in things that delights the Lord? Alright? So I have a, when I came here, I, I have a list of five basic things. Actually, but I'm quite like And while we were worshiping, God says in certain ways, no, I can see this. But I have a lot of scriptures here. So basically in a happy thought, we are to love God, and because we love God, we want to love the things that He loves. We want to do the things that pleases Him. I mean, let me ask you this. How many of you God has made you happy? God has made you glad. Right? Never, he's never made us glad, right? He's always made us glad. Well, how about it if we make him glad? How about it if we make him happy? Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, we want the people that we love to be happy. We want to do things for them that will make them glad, that will please them. If we say that we love the Lord our God, why not? Amen? Let's do those things that will please the Lord our God. Let's do those things that will make Him happy. Okay, so what are the basics? Some of the things that will uh, that, that the Lord loves and that will please Him. Okay, number one, live a life of faith and obedience. Live a life of faith and obedience. In John chapter fourteen, verse twenty-one. John 14, verse 21, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. Okay? And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. I think of what he's saying here. You, the one who keeps my commandments, Okay. And when he talks about keeps my commandments here, it doesn't mean he doesn't like that's it for keeping it. No. When he talks about keeping the commandments of God, that means we practice them consistently in our lives. Hindi lamang ito isang bagay that we do because we heard it, okay, and then we have It's like uh, uh, if I ask you, how are you today? Okay, we confess that blessed be a blessing. Why do we say that? Because we were taught that, right? But when do we say that? We say that when I ask something like that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? And we sometimes decree and declare the word of God because I sometimes I say, say this after me, and then you say it. Okay? We confess what God says. 
maybe during a service. But then, what happens But nasa in-between services tayo? Okay? And you are going through a problem. And, you know, maranasan natin yung mga narinig natin testimonies. Yung problema na tulad sa pera, or yung yung problema sa airport, when those things begin to hit us, and nobody's there to coach you, how are you doing today? Do you on your own follow what we were taught? You know, what you are experiencing back, and you can be downcast and malungkot and engage in self pity, or you can say, Lord, I thank you that you have blessed me. So that I might be a blessing to others. I thank you, Lord, that you supply my every need according to your riches and glory. I mean, this is something that you do because you choose to give what you have learned and make it yours. We can have notes concerning the principles uh, that we are learning in the kingdom of God. But unless we do them, practice them on a consistent basis, they're not ours. He who keeps my commandments is the one who loves me. Okay? They know what the Lord is saying. He's not saying he who sings with all of his heart is the one who loves me. He who sings with full emotions and with tears is the one who loves me. He who says, I love you, Lord, 100 times a day, is the one who loves me. He needs to that again. And there's nothing wrong with singing and being moved to tears. There's nothing wrong saying to God, I love you every day. Nothing wrong with those things. You understand what I'm saying? But if we love the Lord, God will be back to me For the Lord, the proof of our love is our obedience to Do you understand what I'm saying? And we do what God tells us to do, when sometimes it doesn't make sense. But then that's where faith begins to kick in. We believe what God is saying, does not line up with the, the things that we are seeing right now. Okay, so we need to understand that, church. He has my commandments and keeps them. This is the guy who loves me. In other words, we're proving to the Lord our God that we really love him. How? By keeping his word. By fulfilling the commandments that he has given us. Okay? For example, some of them is forgiving. Okay? Did the Lord tell us to forgive those who have hurt us? Yes. Is forgiving an easy thing to do? Huh? Is forgiving easy or not? Nah, okay. But even though it is not easy, God expects us to do it. I mean, one of the things also that God tells us in the book of James, I mean, and on, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Our trials are joyful. No, they're not. I don't like trials. 
I do not like problems. Somebody says, well, you know, Mr. Kajikuyani, kung wala ka ng problema, laging makahayos ng buhay mo, maybe life can become boring. I don't mind. I'd rather live a life without problems. I mean, it's boring, okay lang. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Well, one day, that life will become all of ours. But I don't think when the Lord comes, and definitely it's not going to be boring. Okay? So, when something happens like that, somebody will get a letter, and he will get a finances, like the brother Arnett, and all kinds of problems. That is not an easy time to praise the Lord of God. Right? Lord, I'm in pain, but you know what? I praise you anyway. And some of the young will say today, paraplastic, I say paraplastic, but God calls it faith. See, it's when you begin to obey God, even when it doesn't make sense. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sabi nito, you keep my commandments, this is the one who loves me. And Sabi this will be loved by my father. And I will love him and I will manifest myself to him. To manifest is to demonstrate, to make known. Uh, then you begin to walk in favor. You begin to walk in supernatural guidance. You begin to walk in supernatural provision. You begin to walk in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, John 14, verse 23. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. He will live here. He said, Verse 21, no person read it. Okay. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. In other words, you're going to walk, and, and, and you will be surrounded by the presence of God. You want to go up? Hebrews 11, verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Okay? Now, the number is St. Paul, right? Faith, hope, and love, these three abide. And the greatest of them is what? Love. Right? But some people say, you don't love Indeed. Just because St. Paul said that love is the greatest does not mean you forget faith and hope. Here in this particular scripture, in Hebrews 11, verse 6, God did not say, for without love, it is impossible to please God. What God is saying here, faith pleases me. Okay? Faith is something that pleases God when we choose to believe God, when it seems like nothing is working, but we hold on to it anyway. Think about Job. I mean, he's lost his children, he's lost his wealth. Okay? And then he lost his health. And his wife tells him, why don't you just curse that God? And so you can die. And you know, in other words, 
When you die, then you won't be miserable anymore. Okay? Now, did, did the wife, did Job, did Job and the wife know to see him in Babylon? I don't think they were aware of Satan. Okay? Uh, were they aware of the conversation between God and Satan? They were not aware of that. What about Gideon and Goliath? My son was asking me, it's the oldest book. But you know what? He didn't read it the way we read it. I know it was Satan who gave his gifts. I know it was Satan who made sure all of his money, all of his wealth, disappeared. I know it was Satan who struck him with boils all over his body. How do I know that? We not something. But Job does not have the same advantage as we do. As a matter of fact, sinabi niya ito, though God slay me, I will get trust in him. He was under the impression, and Diyos ang gumagawa Of course, he didn't know. He did not have the word of God. He did not know it was not God doing that to him. And yet, despite the fact, now he was mistaken and he thought God killed his kids. He thought God made him sick. He thought God caused him to go bankrupt. So I began, you know what? I thought I just yet to like put my trust Do you understand what I'm saying? This thing pleases God. But you want to go back? So one of the things that pleases God, we do the things that God loves, is that one, we live a life of faith and obedience towards Him. The second thing is that we worship Him in unity with one another. And normally, when I say in unity with one another, of course, sa kailangan natin as isang And yes, there would be a need for unity amongst us, especially. There, there needs to be some forgiveness taking place. But the unity that we have here must begin to extend to the other members of the body of Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? So we know that God is pleased when we live a life of faith and obedience. Secondly, He is pleased when we uh, worship Him in unity. Uh, in in Zephaniah. Chapter 3, verse 17. The Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save you. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Okay? Think about I could sing of your love forever. One day, who knows? God might sing that song to us. Do you understand what I'm saying? You serve me, you start to me, and God can sing. You sing that song to me, I can sing that song to you. I can sing of your love. Do you understand what I'm saying? God is singing over us. He is in your midst. He's talking about his children, his people being gathered together to worship the Lord our God. 
in, in Psalms 87, verse 2, the Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the weddings of Jacob. I think of the beginning he does not love the weddings of Jacob. Ang sabi niya dito, he loves the gates of Zion more than the wedding, weddings of Jacob. Okay? In wedding of Jacob, we want individual houses. God loves us individually. You understand what I'm saying? So, I mean, if you're the only person on the earth, Jesus Christ will come down and die for you. That's how much he loves you. But it delights him more when we get together. Do you understand what I'm saying? When we get together and we begin to praise him and we begin to pray. You know, when I wake up in the morning, I have my own quiet time with the Lord. I read the scriptures, and I pray over my quiet time. And I can say, because I know when I come here, God delights it when we all gather together and we begin to bring our prayers before I don't neglect my personal private time, but I don't also neglect your uh, together time nothing. And some people will say, well, you don't have to bring one of the body, so maybe you don't have This is the son of the person. It's like saying the Lord loves the gathering of the church more than He loves our individual prayer time. Important individual prayer time. Yes, I know that. When you pray to the Father, go into your inner room. That's individual. And we know that Jesus Christ has many alone times with God. But then, the Bible says, Jesus would go to the synagogues. As his and think about this. Did he know more than the scribes who were there? Yes. Did he have the Spirit of God in a way that those scribes did not have the Spirit? Yes. Would it be easy to complain? I mean, I can talk to God the Father and miracles happen. Why would I come to the synagogue? That would be how some people would say it. I mean, the synagogue is not as exciting the way charismatics, you know, the way we would worship the David Sultan. For some people, they would call it boring and dragon. But never mind. Jesus was there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why? Because he loved God, the Father, and he loved the things of the Father more than he loved his own convenience. And comfort. Alright? In the prayer of Jesus, John 17, verse 22 to 23, and the glory which you gave me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them, you in me, that they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me, and you have loved them as you have loved me. Now look at what he says. They are made perfect in one. They are made perfect in one. And this is something that the Lord desires. 
And if God says they're made perfect in one, you cannot live an individual Christian life on your own. Ayoko nang magsimba, maraming mga mga tiba Christian. Maraming dyan na praise the Lord, na pray, pero nandataya, okay, magawa ng sama. May din na lang magsimba, I just praise God by myself. The Lord likes you fellowshipping with Him personally, but not at the expense of you gathering together. We understand what I'm saying? Because somebody knows you can be the best uh, worshiper individually, but you will never be perfected unless you come and join the others. You can never be perfected on your own. You can only be perfected together with the others. It's not just I, it's me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Okay? And God delights in this when we gather together. And then when we come to Him, you know, uh, together in unity, one of the things that happens is that we praise God. In Psalms 22, verse 3, but you are holy and thrown in the praises of Israel. Okay? See, that's why we have this testimony. It's, it's a reason to praise God. But wow, God doesn't just move in the lives of the ministers who preach. God moves in the lives of the people also. And this is good reason to praise the Lord our God. So I mean, you know, God, or another translation says, God inhabits the praises of His people. The New King James says, God is the in the praises of his people. So when we are praising the Lord, I mean, we're not just singing songs. But when you really begin, you see, it's not just singing, but it's, if your heart is not behind your words, you're just singing a song. It's more than just singing a song. <laughs> the heart of worship is us. Our words are containers containing the praises within us. So when we're just singing a song and our heart is not in it, our words are empty. Do you understand what I'm saying? If our words are empty, it cannot form in Do you understand what I'm saying? So when we begin to really praise God, okay? You know, we need half hearted or enough to It's my time now, so. No, but really, give it your own. And you jump it up, you go to the side jack, you might as well give it your best shot of God. And when you begin to praise God, God is enthroned in our praises. I've seen miracles happen just in the middle of praise. Uh, in my early days, when I went to uh, uh, Christian Life Fellowship, we had such exuberant praise. I mean, we just got lost in the praise. Then suddenly, there was a commotion and I found out later there was a crippled man who started walking. And we were asking him, or some of my friends were asking him, "See what's up? What happened? Did somebody Stand up, and he stood up without his crutches, something he could not have done before. 
And it happened while we were praising God. You understand what I'm saying? God's bringing that right now. Psalm 50, verse 23. Psalm 50, verse 23. Whoever offers praise glorifies me. And to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. There you go, But if you offer praise, you bring glory to me. Well, it's God in life, that's true. So we should do it, right? In Hebrews 13, verse 15, Therefore, by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Let us continually offer the sacrifice. Here is where we find the sacrifice of praise. It's easy to praise God when all your needs are met. It's easy to praise God when you are healthy. It's easy to praise God when your family has no problems. It's much harder to praise God when you have all of the negative things. Then that is when our praise to God begins to become a sacrifice. We praise Him anyway. We don't see the answers to our prayers yet, but we have faith in God, so we praise Him anyway. We praise Him in advance, anticipating the answer of God in our life. During those times, it's easier to complain, but we praise God anyway. Just like St. Paul, when he was thrown in the dungeon for preaching the gospel. At midnight, you know, he, I mean, when I had a and he can touch himself and you know comfort himself because he's in stuff. You know, if there was ever a time you should complain, that would be the time. But the Bible says he was singing praise to God and the prisoners heard him. This was not a quiet praise. And the Bible says when he was praising God, suddenly there was a purpose. It's a different kind of earthquake. I'm going to see that in the chains. I'm going to see that And they were sent to this. You understand what I'm saying? So we need to understand that, church, okay? Okay. Thirdly, being a cheerful giver. <laughs> being a cheerful giver. In uh, 2 Corinthians 9 7. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. They know what he says, he loves a cheerful giver. And they have to be I Learn to give, because that's how God started with us. For God so loved the world that he gave us something to God Son. So when we begin to give, we are imitating him. And God loves this from us. Cheerful giver, not a grudging giver. Okay? In Exodus 25, verse 2, speak to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering from everyone who gives it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. See, when God was telling Moses to have a system of providing the temple, very much you monetize these are the required giving, the amount. I mean, the people don't set the amount for the tithe. It was God who set the amount for the tithe. People don't say, I think it will be 5%. For me, I think it will be 1%. No, God said, it's 10. That's non negotiable. 
Okay, so, and, and, and you would think that would be God, okay, God said, I also want to give you a gift from God. Okay, I don't really give a dime unless they're just obeying I don't really give you 10% of the boss. Sinabi mo, wala. But I want you to receive a lot of offerings. In other words, this is beyond the 10, because they are doing it with a willing heart. See, the, the, the time is out of obedience. Okay? There you go. It goes beyond that. So give the people an opportunity to give from a willing heart. In Hebrews 16, 13, verse 16, Sabarino, Hebrews 13, verse 16, but do not, uh, do not forget to do good and to share for with such Sacrifices God is very pleased. They were living at a time when Christianity was being persecuted. And resources were scarce. But he said, do not forget to do good and to share. It's a sacrifice that pleases the Lord our God. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 18 to 19. Indeed, I have all and about and I am full, having received from Epaph the guidance. The thing sent from you, a sweet smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, who have pleasing to God, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ. Same Paul said, You heard I needed it, and then you sent it. Take note how he describes it. It is a sweet smelling aroma. It is an acceptable sacrifice. It is where pleasing to God. Normally, when we claim this verse, but now we want to grow a little bit uh, more than before. is how peace. This God has been faithful to us throughout the years. Okay? Number four, one of the things that really means God is when we bring people to the kingdom of God. Bring people to the kingdom of God. In Luke chapter 15, verse 10, Luke 15, verse 10, Sabinito, Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. There is joy. I mean, let's face it. When God sends his angels to make sure our needs are met and we are protected, and we enjoy the time, right? Here's a way to return the favor. Our angels, in obedience to God, fulfilling the word that we have confessed with our lips, have made us joyful with what they've done. Now it's time for us to make them joyful also. And angels only rejoice at the things God rejoices in. I mean, this is something that will not be rejoicing to God. They will not rejoice in this. I mean, some of you know, there is joy in the presence of the angels when one sinner repents. This is what happens, you know, more than the gift that we give to God. When we bring someone to God and he repents and he turns to God, Somebody from there is rejoicing in heaven. 
I mean, I can't think of additional joy in heaven. Heaven by itself is a joyful place. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are no tears, no sadness, no gloom. And yet, Sabarito, what we do here can add to the joy that already exists in heaven. Do you understand what I'm saying? And what will do that when we bring someone to the Lord? In Proverbs 11, verse 30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. He who wins souls is wise. It's something that maybe no one has happened if we've uh, come to the benefits now. If we've concentrated on what we can get from God, it's time to give back to God. Right? Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Sabinito, if you turn people from unrighteousness to righteousness, you're able to convince people to come to the kingdom of God. And Sabinito, in heaven, in eternity, you will be one of those who will light up eternity. You understand what I'm saying? Okay? So number four is bringing people to the kingdom of God. Number five, are you learning something from this? Humility, a life of humility. Okay? James chapter 4, verse 6. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Okay? Isaiah 57, verse 15. For thus says the high and the lofty one, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. Okay? Uh, I dwell in the high and holy place. With him was a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Think of what he said. I always pay attention to the ones who have a humble spirit. It's not, hey God, here I am. God. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, here you're being a Facebook generation where we are used to getting attention for ourselves. We measure our self-esteem by the many likes that we get. <laughs> and sometimes we come to contest with people who want to get more likes on the love. That doesn't make me wise. You understand what I'm saying? Okay? We're living in an age of self-promotion. Okay, we want to go viral. We were willing to do stupid things in front of the camera just so that we get the attention that we want. But it's unbelievable. Uh, God is paying attention to the humble in this another way. You understand what I'm saying? And He gives them grace. And grace is not just unmerited favor. Grace also is the willingness of God to use His power in your life. Okay? Number six is the one of God added here. It's faithfully serving Him. Faithfully serving in John chapter 12, verse 26. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, my Father will honor me. If anyone serves me, my Father will honor me. I mean, you know, uh, when we serve God, we don't see this as an interruption in our lives. 
Yeah. Mayroon akong commit kasi maraming ako gusto ko rin. Mayroon akong ministry interrupts with my commitment. It says, when you serve God and make Him a priority, the Father will honor you. And in Matthew chapter 25, verse 20 to 21, last verse, Matthew 25, verse 20 to 21, it says here, so he who had received five talents came and bought five other talents, saying, Lord, you deliver to, to me five talents. Look, I have paid five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter the joy of the So this is faithfully serving the Lord about. Now let me just end with a story, something that I've read. It's a true story. There's a, a, a lady named Wendy. Uh, she was going through extreme chronic sickness and praising her prayers. She was doing the right thing. She was confessing the word of God. She's having people uh, uh, pray for her. But it seems she was not getting healed and she had a function. She can't do her job uh, in the ministry properly. And then eventually the husband left her. And but Lord, uh, he was such a favor that can't even do this. And somehow God brought her to heaven and tried to explain things to her. In one of the, in one of the, the, the things that the Lord showed her in heaven, God showed her uh, a picture of an old missionary. And the missionary is probably 70 years old, his wife was 69 years old, or 71 in Malawi, 70 in Malawi. And they were worshiping. It's a small house church, and there were like seven I saw five to seven Oriental women, and they were just worshiping God in a simple, uh, in a simple worship in, in a house. It was a small gathering, and uh, the Lord explained that that's one of my missionaries when he was in China. He was uh, in a house church in China, and they're old now, and he said. And he's going to go back to America, but he's not going But I want you to show the beginning of the life. So God, yeah, in heaven, I mean, you, you wipe the light of flashing. And he will not only show you your life. When he begins to show the life of somebody, and you're going to keep that in your hand. Okay? And somebody can go, did I say that? Like a flashback. And show them when they got married. The guy was 19. The girl was 18, and they were young. They were very idealistic, and they understood we have a calling. God called us to go to China to become a missionary, and so that applies in the China inland missions of U.S. I think that's the name of the group. And when that applies to that, when that you know, when they say that, you know, when they say that, you're too young to become a missionary. So. So they just settled for whatever work was available that they followed you for whatever work was available to them. And after like three, four, five years, they were getting frustrated. Because I need mean, this in that work, please tell us. And then there's this guy who's a missionary from China, elderly. So now they go to China. Okay? This was in the early 1920s. And uh, uh, they would teach in the morning. At night, they would sit down, they would translate the uh, Bible lessons, they would translate the Bible from 
English, to Chinese, to learn the language. It's our full days. Okay? Kuming araw nila. And then one day, the elderly person said, I can continue anymore. I'm going to meet the Lord. So, bahala kami sa pabakalino. Okay? So, eventually, when it's uh, elderly missionary went back home to die. And so now, here they come. Matatalaska. They were young, in their 20s in China now. They're in their 70s. Pinakita sa kami kami yun. The husband was sick. Then they rode boats. I think that's what they could afford. But they went to China. Dalam mo yung isang trunk. Pag-alis nila, yun yung nagdala nila. At sila nagdala ng pabalik. And when they were on the boat, they would go to your husband. And pinakita niya ni Lord, yung asawa. 70 years old, and she was crying. And Lord was... Sorry, we failed you. You know, prayer, Lord, we're sorry. And, and, and. so, I mean, what, what they were praying is the Lord was crying also. They never failed. They never failed. They did what they knew was right, even though they were not seeing results. So, some people were like, Why are you feeling that way? Why are you feeling that way? Uh, they had dreams of converting all of China to the kingdom of God. And they were seeing crusades of thousands of millions. The Nigerian people of Oprah's, he and Osborne, but they never saw this. They never saw this. And it's a small house church made up of five or seven people. And she was crying all of these years ago. Papata Pakay, now you're 70, it's only been offered and she is crying. Sana, if I can get it now, you know, nabata ako, I'll do this more, do this more so I can serve this more. When they got back to America, there was nobody to meet them. There was nobody to take care of them. And they got a very small apartment, nobody was inviting them for any Again, things like that. Like they were forgotten. Okay? And then one day, they wrote like invites somebody that just to speak in a, in, a, in a small church. And so they were happy that Madagami Panama Sanayolo, he came to the church. He talked about serving God, spreading the gospel, being a missionary. But he was not talking to uh, people that are sophisticated now. With all the other things, and they were bored by these things. And so he gave me out there, if there's anyone here who would like to see the Lord and you feel that you want to be able to serve God, only two people answer. Okay? Then I would like to put that, and then they prayed. They went back home, and then nothing. They were never invited anymore. They were completely forgotten. In one month, the husband died, and nobody came. Funeral. Somebody sponsored them for a concert party when the husband would be there. And when he was buried, he was buried alone. And I'm not going to say every last time, Christ is my own. Nobody visited them. And then after one month, the woman died. And now, I told him now, this is an esteemed father. When they saw the Lord, they cried before God, saw they were defenders. And the Lord said, You can't do it. You can't do it. 
I sent you to China to prepare the hearts of the people. You were the ones that are so so long. You were the ones who were going to break the hard ground so that later on I can send others and they can reap some efforts. This, what you did, opened China to other ministers of the gospel that you did. And you never failed me. China, you never failed me. Because when things were dark, you kept your faith in me. When things were hard, you kept your faith in me. When things became painful, you continued to serve me. You never failed me. You understand what I'm saying? He didn't name them. I wish they had names so I could, I could uh, find out who they are. But he didn't name them. But the lesson there is this. Uh, sometimes what we're doing might not appear successful in the eyes of people. But what is important is how it appears in the eyes of God. What is important is why it's God. And when God called them, you are the extreme couple in heaven. They had roads and they were shining so brightly. And then something yeah, I'll show you something. I think I can see some screen. He saw a young kid. And in his 20s, early 20s, that he was preaching the gospel uh, to a foreign land. Sabi niya, Andrew, you sumagot sa nakakakon when you were old. When you preached in that church and you asked people to give themselves to God, only two people came in. That's one of the things. And now, he's in a foreign land. A missionary just like you. And he's preaching the gospel. You never fail me. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, can I not give Because they would give, give a, a, a heavenly perspective of how things work in heaven. Heaven does not judge success the way the world judges success. In the world, you're considered a successful minister if you've got a good church. You're considered a successful minister if you've got TV, radio, you know, and nothing's wrong with that. Okay? But the Lord really looks at the heart. How faithful you are before the Lord. Making the Lord happy doesn't take much. And so, if you basics that you have already that you might begin to see, God's made us happy in the past. Let's make Him happy. Let's add joy in heaven. It is possible to add joy. Amen. How many of you learned something tonight? Praise God, let's all stand.